Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What's going on? Coach Lucas back here with none other than my brother for the second time, Andy McCloy. And like, we, we, we didn't know we we're going to do video, but then I turned the video on. Of course, this guy's got like this whole backdrop of like with the president, with Obama and like when Michael's <laughs> in the background and shit. No, it's good stuff. But you know, and uh, and I'm here in the office. But it's but it's all good, man. I, welcome back to the show, my brother. It is yeah. a pleasure having Thank you back. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And uh, we we kind of you know we kind of chatted a little bit what we're going to talk about because it can go a lot of different ways. But you know, us being, I mean, certainly like we're we're usually texting and and talking to each other probably about every week right now. Yeah. Um, just about everything that's going on in the situation, how we're handling it. And, um, and I brought up obviously like how right now, a lot of the podcasts that, that we're doing is about these principles of, let's just call it principles of overcoming stuff, success in life and business. So I'm going to start with the life part. And I know you took a huge kind of, um, you know, both in your coaching, when it comes to coaching clients and your business clients as well, you know, to get people to be centered and focused and to be able to operate which is a really important thing and like i said i I say in times like this but let's be real i mean yes this is out of the ordinary but every day every week every month in life if you're a business owner and if you do anything you're gonna you know deal with shit and adversity and fires and everything else so you know step number one is like be able to lead and control yourself before you can lead and control others, teams, organizations, so on and so forth. So I wanted to kind of like dig in on, you know, just the thought process for yourself. You know, what are some of those principles in life? Not only that, once again, that, you know, you stand by, um, but also you mentor others on. And, and like, I know that you're a person that leads with, with your actions and behaviors. So, you know, what, what are some of those things that like pop to your mind? You're like, oh, these are non-negotiable things that, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a human being, as a, as a coach, you got to have. I mean, the number one thing is, is taking care of my physical capacity. I mean, I think that is something that, you know, I think everybody in our industry should be heavily focused on, but when threats appear, sometimes that's the first thing to fall off. I mean, so for me, I've been actually training harder during this time than, than I was before. It's almost like, you know, I'm, I'm training for war, I'm training for battle. And that's uh, mm-hmm. not just what I'm doing in the gym, but I've really dialed my nutrition in. Um, I found some real gifts and, um, not being able to frequent some of my favorite restaurants because it forces me to cook. Yeah, you. <laughs> um, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm down from 191 to 181. Um, I see abs and I like that. Um, I'm strong. Um, and I, that's just, that's everything for me, man. If my physical capacity isn't at its highest level, I'm going to be more likely to feel stressed and have difficulties dealing with the uncertainty that's wrapped around all this. Man, I, you know what I want to, I did, I did want to touch on this. And, and even though like, I didn't necessarily want to make this a, I would say, super deep um, kind of training podcast. Uh, but I, do, I want to share some, and people ask me, like, what do I do and what do I think? And it, it's kind of some of it, like, what I do, I don't want to coach people on because I'm a little nutty. You know, sure. I'm a little out there. Uh, yes, you are. But, but, <laughs> yes, you are. But, but you know, what, what are the things, you know, that on a weekly basis, my thoughts around, especially now, you know, when we talk about longevity and, you know, feeling good as well. Like, what are the things that are, uh, 
in a week, you know, if you kind of break down strength training, any speed or power stuff, your yeah. co conditioning, your aerobic cardio mobility, like, man, just run me through that a little bit because I am, you know, we haven't talked about this for a little bit, but you know, I'd like to get a little bit more insight, but then also you share it with others. Um, and you know, for anybody that does, that doesn't know, like Andy's had, um, a double hip replacement and, 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 and tr like he lo looks, I, I mean, and I've known Andy for a long time and like, while his hips were beat up, um, and it affected him on a daily basis. And now, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I can't say the number of how much better you feel, but yeah, I mean, true. I remember, I remember I saw, you know, knowing you for a decade, like yeah. over a decade, um, yeah. that, you know, what is it, two, like, right after hip surgery, the first time I saw you do a static lunge 90-90, I almost shed a fucking tear. Right, <laughs> you know right. I mean? Like, um, but, 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 I, but that's why I wanted to bring that up because, you know, I, I think it's important for people to know that you dealt with a lot of, uh, I would say, pain and, like, on a daily basis, not being able to sleep, not being able to, like, you know, squat to full depth and just do basic, you know, shit. And, but you worked around it. And that's why I bring it up because sometimes people go like, well, you guys, you know, you lived in the gym and you know, this is what you do. And, and it's like, man, it's, it's not like that. Like there's a lot of stuff going on around it. Like, and I've, I've had a massive, you know, back injury that I have to be mindful of and that I'm, you know, good now, but I have to be mindful of and, and, and you have a double hip replacement, but that's why I wanted to bring it up. Like what does a week look like for you on average that helps you be strong, get leaner, feel better. Like I said, it's not just like, hey, meathead swole and, um, you know, crush myself. But hey, like, look, feel, perform great to have that physical capacity that you're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, right now, my, my training week usually starts uh, on a Monday, and that is primarily a strength training day for me, and it's my main squat day. And like you mentioned, I've got bilateral hip replacements, and I still haven't recaptured a squat that I'm, I'm happy with. So, from a loading perspective, uh, it's a lot of isometrics and a lot of patterning work for a bilateral squat pattern. Um, but I spend a lot of time now doing unilateral work. Like you mentioned, I couldn't do a lunge or a split squat for years. Yeah. So regaining some competency in those patterns is really important. Um, and even though that is a, a squat day for me, there is kind of an upper body auxiliary and core package bolted onto the end of that. Um, and every single day right now, I'm doing 30 minutes of long, slow duration cardio. Yes. Um, okay. I'm going to touch on that a little every, bit. Yeah, every, every day. And I've been, I've been doing, for example, Monday, um, I'm doing basically three-minute intervals. So I'll spend three minutes on an airdyne, uh, nasal breathing, uh, three minutes on um, our skier, three minutes on our rower, and three minutes on a slide board. Uh, trying to all nasal breathe. That's the, the conditioning I'm doing on Monday right now, all aerobic parameters, but relatively higher heart rate. Um, but even at the end, like right now, I'm, I mean, I'm working, you know, six, seven hours a day, but I'm getting off a lot earlier than I normally do. And then when I get home, one of the biggest benefits that I think has helped me a ton is just walking with my kid everywhere. Like she's riding her bike and I'm walking up and down the street. I mean, I've been clocking close to 20,000 steps a day, every day. Damn. And the specificity of that has helped me with my gait pattern. And I actually jumped into a conditioning workout with some athletes that we may or may not be training right now. And, um, <laughs> I actually <laughs> did things I've not done in forever. I felt really, really athletic. And that was, that was exciting. But, um, Tuesdays are, uh, again, conditioning days for me. Usually I'm picking some type of device, whether it's a ski erg or um, an airdyne or a salt bike, and I'm just going, again, long, slow duration cardio. I don't want to do anything high intensity or lactic based right now. Um, I got enough stress going on, and I'm not trying to pound myself into the dirt 
but you know, you're, it'll be anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. I do kind of leave that up to how I feel. And then again, tons of walking the rest of that day. Wednesday is primarily an upper body day. Um, I'm, I still like to bench press, even though that's not optimal for somebody who's a little more sagittally oriented than I would like to be, but I'm, I'm an ex-meathead and I, I yep. keep that in there with a lower body auxiliary kind of at the end. Uh, and again, 30 minutes of some type of long, slow duration cardio and then ridiculous amounts of walking later on. Thursday kind of mirrors Tuesday. And then Friday is my main, uh, was my hinge day. But I, I noticed that, again, just like recapturing a good squat pattern, I'm still struggling with hinges. So I, I've kind of regressed myself down to like glute bridge, hip thrusting uh, activities, which seems to be really paying off, not focus on loading uh, or, or like really the, the quality of the movement and building volume. And then again, an upper body auxiliary at the end, 30 minutes cardio. Saturdays and Sundays, I'm doing something. Like I came up here today, spent 40 minutes on a bike, and I walked outside for about an hour. So Saturdays and Sundays, I just walk and walk and walk and walk. And uh, I might do some stuff on a cardio machine. I might not, you know. Not super fancy, but that's what a week in my life looks like right now. No, like, yo, I'm so glad I asked you this question because it's almost like I told you before what to say (laughs) and uh, to make the point. um, Because so – Here's what I think is really important. I mean, so I, really, you're doing kind of like four day, four full body days. I mean, you just yeah. do auxiliaries at the end, but that's 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 a smart way to do it, um, especially with where you're at. But like, what I wanted to point out was like how much cardio you're doing, uh, dude. I literally just shot like this long, as it basically took me hours and hours and hours to construct it because I was whiteboarding and drawing all this stuff up. But it's all about cardio because um, I, I still like not. I think people just don't really understand cardio, you know, and some of the things that you're bringing up, like nasal breathing, um, you know, and obviously working the different, you know, aerobic threshold and yep. aerobic power work and stuff like that. I, I'm really adamant about helping people understand that as our, for our clients, but also for coaches. I, I think coaches don't understand it well enough. And, you know, because somebody might be going like, dude, like, why are you doing all that slow steady state stuff? Because it builds your aerobic base. And it's so, um, it's so powerful. And first of all, recovery. It helps with everything else. Like when people are like, well, yeah, but what if I want to get, you know, buffered? Aerobic base will help you. Trust me. You'll recover faster. Um, what if I want to be faster? Yep, that too. Like it, just, it helps with absolutely everything. And we, we don't have time to dig into that. Like this next week or whatever, that video is like an hour long video. Uh, I'm, I'm dropping on YouTube explaining some of this stuff. But the, you do two things that really, really help you, I think, probably mentally too. Uh, which is with the walking, which is another way to just build your aerobic base. Like it helps you clear things out in your head, listen to stuff, podcasts, audios. That's what I try to do every time I go for, you know, walk through the park, which is about 45 minutes. And then, like I said, then slower steady state cardio that builds that aerobic base. But same thing, it's, it, it's not stressing your system. And one of the things you said is like, there's a lot of shit going on right now. You strength train, you got stress from obviously like dealing with what's going on in business, what's going on in life if you do tons of high intensity stuff, you'll get beat up. And, uh, and trust me on this, it's absolutely true. And you, you'll see that you should only be doing, and this is if you're kind of like intermediate, you know, 10 to 20% high, like true high intensity work. You know, if people understand what true high intensity work is, like when we're talking about like 80, 85% plus uh, percent of your max heart rate. Mm-hmm. And majority of people right now, I'm sure that, you know, that we kind of, uh, at least that I talk to that are not members of our gym, 
you know, they're doing four days, five days, six days a week of circuits, high intensity, yeah. go all out, uh, which is very, very, very counterproductive for most of the goals that they want to achieve. Want to build muscle. Okay, counterproductive. You want to, want to get, here's a, here's a crazy one. Want to be more conditioned? Counterproductive. You can't recover from that. Like you can't, you know, like from right now, if a true beginner would walk into the gym, there's two things I want them to do. Get like quality movement. Okay, three. Quality movement. Get stronger. Aerobic base. 100%. No, dude, did you hear me even say high intensity interval training? No, no, zero. Like honestly, zero would for, and I'd probably throw in maybe some just to mentally be like, work on it. But like no more than once a week, you know, and, and and that's why I really love that you brought it up because, you know, to make this point now, if you're a coach or if you're a business owner, you know, and if, and like, I know myself, right. I'm like, I got to crush myself and I've, you know, I have to like kind of wind that down and have been doing weight. Dude, I, I come in twice a week at least. And I do exactly what you do, but I do for instance, sled work for 20 minutes, Jacob's ladder for 10 airline bike for like, I just switch. The variability of movement, but I'll go 45 to 60 minutes under 150 beats per minute because that's usually my aerobic threshold right right around there. And and I just do that and I sweat and I listen to something and I'm and I'm fucking out of out or maybe I'll do mobility circuits for like 15 uh, and I'm done. And that has been the next day. I feel so much better. My strength training sessions are better, um, you know, where sometimes for for anybody that's listening that might be like, oh, man, I'm stressed out. Let me crush myself. You got to be careful about that and, and putting that in there. So we know I know I went on a rant, but. No, that's a good rant. I like that rant. This is my jam right here. I mean, one thing I've got is uh, I've got the data to prove the value of this. So like before all this, using my aura ring, you know, my resting heart rate in the mornings was like 55, 52-ish, right? So now I think we're, we're in our sixth week of being shut down or fifth week, one or the other. Um, my heart rate data in the morning is now like 42 beats per minute. 44. Yeah. So I've, had a, like I've had a nice reduction and it, yeah. it was oh, funny. That's, that, that's huge, dude. It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And, and my HRV has gone up with that, but, um, resting heart rate's a, a big indicator for me and never, never has my resting heart rate been that low. So, I mean, it's obviously having a really positive effect. And I think mentally I've, I've dealt with the stress of all this going on pretty well. And I, I would say that's a large, large part of it is, uh, you know, just making sure that I'm not overstressing my body and, training with my ego the way I would have done when I was 25, 26, 27. Yeah, not, that's, that was great. You know what? It's, I was like, oh, I'm going to ask you this. And then I'm glad it turned into to this yeah. point because I, I hope that, you know, definitely during this time, I think even more so during this time, people should focus on that. Like we just did, uh, I just did a little, you know, quarter million step challenge inside of our, our group, um, you know, ends up being, I mean, it ends up being 8,500 steps a day, but it means every day, right? Um, and even for me, like I, I have, I'll have days with 15,000 and then I'll have one with two to three. Right. Cause so to get me in the, in the groove of just, you know, walking every single, it's more like if every person can build a walking habit, like you have, you know, right now you're like, okay, you go with Kagan, like you guys are, you know, or she's riding a bike and you're walking. Right. Like, yep. uh, I just had a couple of clients that like now, instead of, you know, for lunch, just staying in and eat lunch, like they go and walk, you know, for a couple of miles during lunch. Right. So getting that that into um kind of into the, the schedule into the flow makes such a big difference but i say more cardio and more you know and strength training obviously should be there less high intensity stuff during this time and just in general but during this time certainly 
Um, Even so with our members, I mean, that's been a big habit that we've installed with them. We've got them using habit trackers. And that's like the main thing we're focusing on right now is step count. Um, I mean, and because people were really unaware of how inactive they were. And for people that don't have a device to track it, we're just saying like three 10 minute walks a day. Like I don't, we don't care. If you don't have a way to quantify your steps, cool. But yeah. three 10 minutes of walks a day are going to do a lot of good for your body as a whole. Yeah, because the steps are just, I mean, it's arbitrary, right? It's like the 10,000 step number is not, I mean, nobody, I, I read, you know, a bunch of articles on this. It's not like scientifically proven, but what it does, it gives you a, a, a good amount of activity that you can shoot for. And that, and the thing is what happens actually, you know, we just kind of mentioned the Brian Cron and um, I, I love his stuff. He's a good friend. And he said, you know, walking is so beneficial, not just from the, you know, if, if, if you walk six, seven days a week, you know, for 30 to 40 minutes, look, throughout the week, you're going to burn thousands of calories with insanely low intensity that's not going to affect your training or anything else at all. So that's a big positive. Um, but the thing is, there's all this other stuff, right? You clear your mind, you either listen to positive things, or you, you gestate like shit that's happened. Like you just have space to actually think about stuff. Because most people are just like, you know, get up, breakfast, kids, do, 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 you know, work, 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 come home, watch TV. Like there's no time to actually process stuff. And if you process things, you know, multiple times a week for 30, 40 minutes, it's healthy for your mental state. You know what I mean? And that's some, you know, it's not something somebody will tell you about walking. Um, but it's, it really, really, really adds up. And, you know, I've, I've bought into this so much. Please tell me, you know, a, a person that's gone for a 30 minute walk and afterwards, you know what, I'm more pissed off. Uh, I feel worse. Yeah. You know, this yeah. walking shit's got to go. That is it's horrible. Right. Never yeah. going to happen, right? It's, it's never going to happen. One thing I've noticed from this, and uh, like there's a lot of talk these days about like gratitude and appreciation, right? But I think when we say this, people immediately go to like my gratitude journal or, you know, something like that. But what I've noticed is this weird, and I don't only say weird because it's not been a common thought process of mine, but this, this weird appreciation and gratitude for nature, like trees clouds the sun like and i'm you know not like the nature that you just spent you know time in out in the woods like that but like just walking around my neighborhood looking at trees and clouds like that might sound a little woo woo to people but it's the stuff i miss because i'm always going right and now i can slow down and just kind of take all that in and it's been it's been awesome and you know i'm hanging out with a six-year-old most of the time when I'm, I'm on these walks so just talking to her about you know, how amazing it is that all of these things have a purpose and, and we're on this planet together. And it, it's been cool. Certainly conversations I'm not used to having with myself, but it's been really beneficial for me. No, I think it's, I think it's great, man. It's, it's, you, you know, that quote says, uh, you can either go through life, you know, thinking nothing is a miracle or you can go through it believing everything's a miracle. Right. And, like and the thing is, and if you stop, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, you have, uh, maybe you call it the word, you know, terror, right? Like, it's like, you feel like you're in terror because all this stuff's going on around you. But the other side of that is, like I said, you know, me, I'll go out in nature and I'm just in awe of how amazing it is. And man, like, and you know me, like I push, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm certainly, I'm more like on the mama mentality side of shit. But when I go, you know, when I went out to the cabin and stuff, and like, I'm going to do it every two weeks until this stuff, you know, kind of at least until we open up, um, I essentially what happens to me is I'm like, huh, you know what? I don't need much. You know, I, this is, this is this little small cabin. I got a fireplace. I can cook. I'm beyond the mountains. Like I can work. Like 
and it's not to say I'm not going to continue to challenge myself to be the best possible in, in life and in business and whatever, but it does give you this sense of peace, you know, and that word, like I said, we could say it's foo-foo, but I'll tell you what, um, you know, when's the last time you felt at peace? And this is a question for anybody that's listening, right? Like, uh, and you know, you should strive for that as much as possible, like peace in your relationship, peace in your life. Um, and you know, for a person that we started off, you know, like I'm kind of like a be ready for war guy. Uh, you, you gotta have that yin and yang of like, be ready for war, but be at peace, you know? And, um, and that's what helped like the nature stuff really does help me with that, man. Like I'll go for 10 hour hike solo, like no problem, right? Like I'm just there, I'm lost in nature. It's meditative, it's mindful. Um, I'm, you know, I'm very grateful to live in, uh, you know, the Pacific Northwest. I don't think you can be anywhere else in the U S that has as much nature and lakes and the ocean and mountains. And uh, I mean, like, you know, we're walking, I mean, this is May. Um, I was with a couple of friends and they, they jetted back because for me, I have to reach the end goal of what I set out to do. Um, and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my Nike, you know, like two thirds shorts and shit and my Metcons again. And here I am again, like, you know, bouncing in the snow, <laughs> but that's, that's, but that's where we're at, you know, and, and I, wherever you're at, I, there's beautiful places around and, and you can do that. But I, I would highly encourage you, like, even like 36 hours, 24 hours, 48 hours, you know, like it really is a reset. And I know, and it kind of plays into maybe some of the things that, that you're going to talk about and that we're talking about, but you have to find ways, like you got to find your yangs to your yangs, right? Like, and this is coming from a person that like, I was one way, you know, all out crazy, go, go, go run through walls, uh, majority of my life, you know, and I still have that, but what I've, what I've found so much more powerful that that can get exhausted if you don't have the refuel side. So you got to find what refuels you, you know, like, Hey, what refuels me is like, man, when we hang out, you know, and, uh, like I said, going to see Jay, like whenever we meet, whether you're here, I'm there, we go to events together, we go on trips together laughing with friends, you know, taking some edibles and going for a walk into outer space, or whatever else, you know, but like reading, you know, like there's, there's all these different things that, that become that yang to the yang, right. Or the other way around. And I feel like you have to be um, conscious. Like you have to actually write shit down. Like you can't just guess it. Like you have to, just like you're, if I ask you, Hey, what's your marketing plan? And you're like, all right, look, we're going to do this, this, this. Okay, cool. What's, what's your recovery plan? Like what, what are the things that you go to and what are you going to do daily, weekly, and monthly to reset yourself? And I, I think it's different for everybody, right? Like, uh, you know, we're probably a little bit more, you know, high strung and some people are a little less and some people need more of this and less of that, but everybody needs that. And you got to figure out what it is for you because you're going to operate so much better if, if you do. Yeah, um, what I figured out is that's the key. I mean, and I'm constantly looking for, like I was about about to buy an infrared sauna. I've been looking into buying a new calm. Like the things I want to buy now are not weight releasers and specialty bars. Like I know I know what to do in the gym and I don't need a lot and I've never had a problem pushing myself hard. Where I've had a problem is doing all the necessary things to take care of myself so I recover optimally so I function optimally. So for me now, this stage of my lifting career and business career, like I'm way more focused on the recovery side of things than anything. Hot, cold therapy. I mean, I just, I'm really enjoying this stuff because I'm seeing benefit. 
you know, it's like, it's, it's been big for me. I feel mentally strong, physically strong, pain free. That's a big deal, man. That's a, that's a really big deal. Yeah. The, for, for guys like us, pain free is a really big deal. Huge. Like really, really big deal. Huge. And yeah. so I, I feel like we kind of, you know, even though we, we, we ranted and went off uh, uh, the hinge there a little bit, yeah. I, I feel like on top of, on, on the, the physical side of things, we touched on training, but then we also touched on recovery right there without even knowing about it. But, you know, what else is it on that, the principles of uh, personal, I guess, success and power and capacity that is non-negotiable to you that you feel like everybody should be working on? Yeah. I mean, I think there's these certain foundational habits that I have in my life that set me up for a win every day, right? So whether we're talking about meditation or we are actually talking about journaling, um, those, those things set me up for big wins. They're, they're huge for me. Um, and I could give you training ones, but I, this is another one that I think a lot of people are struggling with right now. And it's what everybody knows they should be doing. It's a very unsexy topic, but it's, it's sleep, man. It's like right now, I went years where I was only sleeping like four hours a night. I mean, years and years and years and years. I didn't even know what feeling like good from a night of sleep felt like. And right now, I, I, when this thing first started happening, my mind was, and when I say this thing, I'm referring to the COVID pandemic, my brain started going a little crazy. Like I'm finding myself wanting to stay up at night and just kind of distract myself. And that was, that was a problem. I, I was not getting enough sleep. So I, I really prioritized it and, um, I've been sleeping better than I have really throughout when we don't have a pandemic going on. And I think that has been, that has been really huge for me. Another big part of it is community and connection with people that I respect and that I value and that keep me in the right frame of mind. You know, I think a lot of people think you're supposed to get to this point of like you develop mental toughness and you never need kind of a recharge in that area. But I, I, I think that's incorrect for me. I know when, I'm, I'm stressed as a whole. I feel a little off for, for any reason. If I reach out to you or if I reach out to other people in my network, just by way of us having a conversation, it reaffirms the principles that I believe in. And that is a huge, huge thing for me. Um, I need social connection. And that has been removed from us, you know, at least to a degree throughout this time. So I, I've been really doubling down on my network and connecting with them more and more and more. And that will continue, you know, even when we can see each other in person, you know, so this stuff, these are like really common sense, you would think ideas, but I'm no, not so sure everybody no. does them, you know, it's, I just don't, you know, I promise you guys, like we had some conversations, but I, I think that where Andy's going with this, it's almost like he's setting me up right now to talk about these <laughs> things so important, but so very, very, very true. How often do you know, in this time, do you start losing your shit? Like, cause there's times where I'm like, dude, like, is this really fucking happening? Like, did they just, yeah. oh my God, you know? And just, just having a conversation with somebody, sometimes to vent a little bit, to uh, reframe where you're at. Yep. And like 20 minutes later and you're like, man, I'm good. I just talked to my a friend, somebody I trust, you know, and this is, you know, we were just talking about the, the book that, that I'm just going through from Dr. Vivek Murphy, Murphy called Together, which is phenomenal. Uh, and, and I listened to a podcast. You guys want to go, you know, uh, Tim Ferriss did an interview with him. He's the 19th Surgeon General of the U.S. And uh, he basically together is about loneliness. And please don't 
somebody would be like, ah, oh, should I read a book about loneliness? Trust <laughs> me, trust me. This sh like it's 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 so much more than that. Um, but you'd be surprised. Do you, like do you know that like one or two out of five people, like right now, if you did a did a, a survey, would say that they're lonely, right? And which, which you'd, you'd be like, what? You know, and that loneliness is actually a bigger health risk than even obesity and smoking. And this is not like one little statistical thing. This is you know decades of study and people really dive into it. But I actually wanted to uh, let's see, shit. I was gonna I was gonna find like this little expert that I had in there. But the yeah. point of it, you know what what it was, it said that you know we've talked about the pluses and minuses of social media and social media helps us be more connected, but the, the quality of the connection goes down. And it's, so this is like studied stuff, right? If we, it, this has even been shown that if I find out a ton about you on social media and then meet you, our connection will actually be uh, uh, more shallow. Wow. But if I, but, but if, if we like meet somewhere and then we're, we, we go through like the little bit of a rough process of, of getting to know each other and find out more about each other. Our connection is way, way, way deeper and healthier. And they're, and like I said, they've, they're doing so much study on this stuff and it shows that, you know, we need that challenge, right? We, we need the challenge in a relationship and challenge might be like, Hey, just figuring out more about you and finding out like what's going on in your life and spending more time together, maybe having some disagreements and yeah. like talking over those disagreements. And, and so that's what's missing a lot of times is that skin to skin, face to face, the work, right? Like, and I think it kind of parallels anything else that like you appreciate it so much more when you work for it to, to build this, you know, relationship up uh, and it makes us feel way more connected and being, you know, like I said, connectedness is health. And so when you talk about these things, somebody might be like, oh, well, shit, like, uh, how is this going to help me? Well, dude, like, I'm, let, let me ask you this. How much time per week do you spend talking to people that you are inspired by, you're connected to, you appreciate? Maybe, maybe new people that you don't know as well, but you, you want to, you know, get to know them better. Yeah. You know, like, that is such a big part of success, mental and emotional health. Um, and you got to, you know, I, I do, like, at the end of the week, like, if I look at my calendar, I'll be like, oh, okay, um, podcast with Andy or like call with Andy. I just talked to Jay. DeSanti just hit me up and was like, dude, I got to ask you a question. Let's get on the phone tomorrow. Cool. Let's do that. Right. Like we're, we're doing, you know, multi-screen stuff and, you know, having some fun with it. But like, if I have more of that in a week, guess what? At the end of the week, I'm less stressed out. I probably got more shit done. Uh, been more productive. I'm just happier yeah. straight up, you know, and, but not like not, but here's the deal. But not if like, if I answered 150 DMS, that doesn't make me happier. You know what I mean? Like if, you know, like if it was all text message and if it was like, I got a shit ton of likes or whatever, like that doesn't deeply fulfill me, but man, having this podcast with you, I'll, I'll feel way better afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. have it going, getting on a call. Like my, you know, my pops usually calls me on Sundays, talk to him for 15, 20 minutes, see what's going Like that's going to make it better. Right. Yeah. And so of course, when this, I, I really, really hope that this, uh, time helps people, have enough pain uh, to, to change shit and go, you know, this is why I love events. This is why I love traveling. It's, it's more, you know, Bornstein said this when we had a call with Adam said it and, and it was, um, you know, two things you got to have in life, like quality people and quality experiences. And he said, when you're around quality people, you'll have quality experiences. And if you create quality experiences, you'll usually attract quality people, right? Good. 
That's good. And, and, uh, and that, to me, that's what it, that, that's what it is. Even like, I, I appreciate technology for what we can do with it. And people, you know, thousands of coaches will listen to this podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Like they, I love it. You know what I mean? Like we put stuff out and to be able to educate, we're able to connect through times like this. But the, I think that it gets better. The, the, the more that you take away that, uh, that tech, right? Like the, we break bread at dinner. It's better if we're in the mountains together, hiking, we're, you know, around a campfire with friends and, you know, like that, that stuff just enhances all of the connectedness and, and reduces the loneliness. And not to, I mean, I could probably do a five hour podcast on the, on the book, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but well, one, one thing that came to mind from another book uh, that I'm sure you've read too, I think I'm, I want to attribute to this book, but uh, Ryan Holiday's Ego is the Enemy. And he talks a lot about how it's important to have people in your life that, you are going to to seek you know wisdom and advice from people who are kind of your peers uh who you're sharing there's that reciprocity and exchange and then people that you're mentoring and that's kind of what i've done over this time is i've kind of bucketed people into three groups in my mind and i'm trying to mentor my business coaching clients my staff my friends my family people around me I'm reaching out to guys who I'm, I'm peers with, and there's a handful of guys that I, I really look up to and value, and I'm always trying to reach out and communicate with them to get the wisdom and advice from them. And I think that – I think it's important to state because I think if you're, if you're looking to create connection, one of the best ways to do that is, is to give, right, as opposed to just – we're in this world now where people just jump in your DMs and ask questions, and if you're a service-driven person, you, you want to help. But like you said, that's engagement, not real connection. You know what I mean? But when, when I'm focused on giving back to people, I'm focused on talking to my peers, and I'm focused on seeking wisdom from people, I feel like I've got all my bases covered. And I feel like there's a better ROI on that. Man, you know, like this, I actually heard that for the first time from Ken Shamrock, like okay. a long ass time ago. And, and basically, what, and I'm, I'm sure it comes from, he heard it somewhere and it kind of yeah. went around. Probably, I, I would say it probably does come from the Stoics, you know, like all, yep. all the way back then. Cam Shamrock was like, yo, I, I, I want to have a teacher, a fighter that's better than me. And he teaches me, right? He's better. So I'm learning from them. Then I want to have a fighter that's right there with me, that challenges me. Like, man, we got we to gotta work our ass off who's going to win, right? Who's going to be better? then I also got to have somebody that I'm better at that I'm teaching and bestowing this wisdom upon. And the parallel to that is, I, I don't know. And it might've been Ryan Holiday's book or somewhere else that I read it, that if you, and I was talking to Sandy about this too, if you miss any one of those, you're not really complete because if you're just taking from your mentor, right. You feel somewhat, I mean, selfish, right? Sure. So the second part of the person that child, that's your tribe. That second level is your tribe. Your tribe is like the people that you roll with. That's, we're right about, you know, somebody's a little bit better, this, that, but we're, we're rolling together through this, right? That's my people. And then there's the student where you're the teacher. And that's where you take the things that you learn and you, you pay them forward. And you need that in your life because without that, like you're missing something, right? So, so you need every one of those levels. And I, I actually do believe somebody might go like, well, dude, I'm not a cult. I don't give a shit. Like, tell me like right now, if you're 17, you can help the 13 year old and mentor them on some stuff that you love. You know what I mean? Like there's everywhere in your life, you can have that. And if you do that, you'll grow exponentially because I believe, you know, you're learning in every one of those levels, the person you're inspired to be like the mentor, the person that's better than you in certain areas, mm -hmm. right? Then, Hey, the, the person that's going to, you know, that you're rolling through life and through challenges with, man, 
you're going to learn a lot from them. Like if it's fighting, obviously you're going to learn a lot, like trying to beat them. And then the way, you know, you learn the most, some people will say by teaching, you teach your own wisdom and experiences to somebody, you know, that's not where you are yet. And don't take this advice, you know, that what Andy said lightly, because you're like, oh, well, I'm, I don't own a business. It, it doesn't matter. This has legitimately got a lot to do with you growing, succeeding, being mentally and emotionally strong uh, and resilient. Like it has everything to do with that. I promise you. Sure. Uh, so, so do not take it lightly. Yeah, man. I mean, I think it's a, it's a really important thing. And for me, the paying it forward part, you know, in, in helping people that I, that I can mentor and that I can help God through this is so important to me because we all have a path, a journey and a mission. And for one reason or another, I've been through a lot over the 40 years I've been on this planet. I've been in some deep holes, some dark places, uh, self-imposed, others imposed on me. And, um, I know how to get out of those holes, right? There's that, there's some old quote where it's like a guy's down in a hole and somebody comes over and tosses him a rope and he pulls it and they fall in and then they give him a ladder and it's not tall enough. And then the guy comes in and jumps in the hole with him. And he's like, what are you doing? Why'd you jump in the hole with me? And he's like, well, I've been down here before. I know the way out, you know? And it's like, that's kind of, I think it's a really important thing. And even if you haven't, if you reflect on your life and you don't see like real tragedies that you pulled yourself out of, you still have gone through things that you have experienced and that you can pay for it and help others with right now. And whether it's our clients, whether it's other coaches, whether it's our families, like people need strong and powerful voices right now. And I think that's why, like we mentioned before we started recording, I think you had such a great idea to double down on these podcasts and keep feeding people because people need to hear this right now, whether or not um, the, the podcasts are done in person or not. I'm not so sure matters right now. You know, I think visually the optics, of course, that's cool. And people can have a deeper connection, maybe watching in that way. But, but people need to hear the stuff that's being shared by the guests that you're bringing on right now. They need really powerful voices. And it's, I mean, look, it, the thing is, I'm, I'm sure that whoever you feel is like the epitome of success in your industry or your field, whatever, right? Like, look, I'll tell you what, I mean, I, I watched as, as much as even if I say his name right now, I might get some backlash, right? But like, people are shitting on Bill Gates. But since he's from Seattle, and it's an easy example because he's one of the most successful business people on the planet, right? Hey, listen, he goes off and he reads books and he listens to podcasts, right? Like, and yeah. he's Bill Gates, right? Or, you know, if, you know, Kobe, whatever, like he, man, he was always studying stuff. Yeah. My point being is, is that they have times where they need knowledge and inspiration right and so like listen like everybody needs it like i you know i go for a walk and i listen to stuff and i might be listening to like i said an audio book from ryan holiday or like i was saying that last night i'm cooking listen to ray dalio for like an hour you know what i mean and then i'm reading for another hour and like what is that like for me that is sometimes i'm in a place of you know a dark place or i'm a challenging place or i'm, I'm struggling with a problem that i can't solve and those things, like they're, they're mentoring me, right? I'm collecting role models, man. Like, and you can do, of course, the best way to do it is face-to-face, skin-to-skin, creating that connection. But we, like today, the technology that we have allows us to go for a walk and be mentored by, you know, uh, <laughs> fill in the blank, right? Ray, Ray Dalio or, you know, John Berardi or whoever else it is that you're like, oh man, I really want to learn from that person. Um, and, and to me, that's been like the whole, you know, the book and the podcast thing. I just look at it a different way, right? I, I just look at it and people go like, 
you read so much, you do this so much, you do, you know, and my thought process is you're putting this in a box and you're saying, Oh, like I'm blocking out X, Y, Z amount of time for reading. And how many, Luca, how many words per minute do you read? And it's like, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just getting mentored. I'm just, I'm just getting guided. You know, I'm getting edu. So maybe if it's a book that's more technical about, I don't know, marketing or training to me, that's, I'm like the equivalent of being in a lecture is just through a book. You know, if I'm listening to a podcast about the principles of marketing, you know, like, man, I'm, I'm being mentored, right? That's what, if I'm listening to somebody overcome something, same thing is, it, yes, it's, it's not the same, but partly it's kind of like this guy sitting across from me and he's like, Hey Luca, when I was in a dark time, just like you are right now, man, it was tough. It was challenging. Here's what happened. Here's what I did. Yeah. And, to, and so I'm basically evolving every time I, you know, read the words on the page where, when that hits my ear and you got to think about it, like, what are you allowing into that, you know, into that brain of yours, man? Like, what is, what are you, you know, what are you fueling it? Yeah. I mean, what, what are you fueling it with? Cause it's like, listen, if you go and, and you already know, like, you know, if you beat your body up, give it shitty foods, inflammatory foods, you eat like crap, you eat too many calories, you don't sleep enough, man, that's the fuel you're giving this machine, this, you know, this flesh vehicle that we go through life with. And man, I tell you what, it's kind of like putting a, a shitty seed in the soil and then not watering it not doing, you know, it's a crappy environment. You're not going to get quality, I would say, harvest. Well, it's the same thing. Like I, I look at it that way and I go like, yo, listen, what is, what am I putting in here, man? Like that's going to make the best harvest, you know, later on down the line. And so I, I think that's a different kind of a, approach um, versus, cause, cause I'm sure you get the same thing, right? You tell, you ask somebody like, hey, man, you should, maybe you should read 20, 30 minutes a day. And they kind of categorize it like, oh, okay. And it's like, yo, listen, I, you, you do whatever you want, but Hey, do you want to get mentored from the best people in the world for almost for free? You know, guess what? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like, you just got to read it, you know, or you got to listen to it. Right. Like, um, I, I think that like, if, if you reframe that, um, that, cause that did change in my life, you know, and we, you know, our first podcast episode, which I, if, if you haven't listened to, you got to go back and listen to, cause we talk a lot about our journeys and adversities through life. And, you know, me and Andy both have a lot in common on the side of, you know, doing street stuff and being in crime and, you know, um, and going through a lot of challenges, but guess what? Like what made me, uh, almost rewire my brain. A lot of it was the people and the books and the audios. And like, that, that was a huge, huge part of my, my change. Yep. 1 million percent that, that stuff has changed me. It, it's the people in the books, right? It's, it's the people in the books. I, I, I've talked about this before. So if anybody listening has heard me talk about this, but literally I remember, living in uh, the, the projects down in Indian Head, Maryland. And uh, I was working at a Gold's Gym in Greenbelt, Maryland. And a client had given me Tony Robbins' book, Awaken the Giant Within, as a gift. And I, kind of, I had no intention of reading the book. Like I was, oh, thank you. you know, and I went home and I, I remember sitting on the couch and I was <laughs> doing what I did a lot back then, drinking and smoking. And uh, just I kind of caught the book out of the corner of my eye. And I went over there and I grabbed it and I started reading it. And it was like a couple hours later, I'm blown away by the idea that values drive behavior. And if I can align my values with what I want, I have a very good chance of making that happen. And I don't have to be the type of person I was. That was life-changing for me. Now, it took me decades or more to actually 
really live the way I wanted to live in congruence with those values. But if I had never read that book, I wouldn't have even had the awareness. Like it was almost like Tony Robbins was in my living room mentoring me. And I, I do think that is what people miss from, from reading these days. It's almost like, um, you know, books become popular. Everybody talks about it and then everybody reads it just so they can say they read it. Yeah. Right. Say, oh yeah. Well, I read that. I read that. I read that. But like, what did you get from that? And that there are voices during these times that are really powerful to go to. And I find myself going back to a lot of the same people, you know, during these times, um, as a man thinketh is like, it's the first book that I grabbed when this pandemic happened, because I wanted to be aware of what I was thinking. And I have awareness that what I'm listening to and what I'm around impacts that. Right. So I've become very judicial about what goes in my ears right now, even to the point, I hate to admit this because I'm like the biggest hip hop fan in the world. And listen, I like the extra ignorant shit. Like I really like the hard, ignorant hip hop. Right. Like I've even quit listening to a lot of that right now because I would notice this, like this place it would take me to this aggressive, angrier version of me that when I was younger, I would use that to bully my way through things. Mm. But that came with consequences, right? So now during times like this, where I've got to be a leader, I've got to be stoic, I can't be aggressive and angry. You know, it's like, I, I may be able to do it a little bit, but that shouldn't yeah, be yeah. the state that I function in, right? Like Correct. I do, yes. do that for power when I need it, not because it's the only power I know how to pull out of my body and brain, you know? So it, that, that's a very, very important point, you know? I, you know what you said that like you know what's on replay for me man is uh meek, meek mill justin timberlake i believe i believe that's a great one that that's but, one that you feed right yeah, it's, it's, positive. Feed. Like, it's nice and it's a positive right like and i i, I do the same thing man like the stuff that because you could put dmx on and like <laughs> i'll run to the wall right now you know what i mean like i'm still like but but you do you have to once you start understanding like man you know and you brought up tony robbins and like i i really think about managing my state right my emotional state and like how quickly you can change it. And, you know, if you're like, give you an example, right? Um, Cause th like this happened the other day cause you know, Fitbar still does the drop offs and stuff like that, right? And you could be in, and so just somebody that I was there in the lobby speaking with a colleague, not even friend, but a colleague was pissed off about this and a bunch of other stuff, right? And like, I mean, they were just like tense. And I mean, their face was all angry and they're telling me like how shit is like blah, 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 right? And a, a dog comes in, right? And it's like this little mini, um, what, man, what, what are the, like, I'm blanking on this. Like the, they have, they're like snow dogs and shit. Husky. Husky? Yeah. yeah I, I, I just forget some shit sometimes. Yeah. Like this mini Husky. And he's like, oh, pissed off. And then he goes, oh, wow. What a cute <laughs> Right away. And it's like for a couple, and he loves dogs, right? Like, so for a couple like minutes, like playing with the dog and stuff, right? And then, kind of snaps out of, I mean, that snaps out of it, you know, goes back to me and starts getting angry again. And yeah. I'm like, and so, and the thing is, you yeah. know, I'm like laughing. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, what just happened there? Like, what do you mean? Like, that's such a cute dog. I'm like, yo, you just like your state went from like this pissed off, angry, blaming to just like pure presence around this cute puppy and shit. You know what yeah. I mean? But the thing is that's in the change of emotional state. So when people are like, man, I can't just, yes, you can. Now, look, there's a time and a place like I've had, you know, we talked about this, right? Certain announcement happens. I mean, we found out, we, you know, we kind of still locked down for another six weeks, probably for business. And you know, I'm pissed off, you know, like I'm pissed off and I give myself a little bit of time to be pissed off because, you know, you got to process your emotion. I don't think, 
I don't think burying it is actually talking about this with Mark Fisher on a podcast, like burying it is not healthy, right? Like just bury it, just work through everything, right? That's not healthy. But here's what's not healthy at all. Like this is even less healthy is ruminating on it and letting it become like you just kind of go down a spiral. So what you do is I've trained myself to feel it and move forward a lot faster. But it's like, but I'm going to choose my, like I'm going to change my state. Now changing my state might be, bug it. I'm going to go get a workout in. Hey, listen, I'm going to go for a walk. That's a big one for me, right? Hey, I'm going to put fucking like McMill, I believe on replay for seven different times. My body's going to get a surge of energy. Like that, for real, like I, I feel that. I choose how I, my state is going to be, but, but I have to know what changes my states, right? Like the people, the music, the, the input, you know what I'm saying? Like all of that shit. Like, so environment, like that's the, like we, like you talked about before, like environment, I think can create an immediate shift for people. Really? So like if you need to get leverage, like these things that change our physiology, right? Like get, get out of your brain and into your body. Like those things make sense. Right. But for me also, my environment is a huge, huge thing. So while there, there's this physiological thing happening that's beneficial of me going out and walking sometimes if i'm feeling the way i'm feeling it's because of me that maybe I'm, i've been in my office too long or i've been at home too long and right now that's probably a very common feeling people feel kind of trapped by their environments and just being able to change that can absolutely change your state that mm -hmm. that to me is it's one of my go-to's it's just change the place that i'm at if i don't feel inspired to work where i am Go somewhere, somewhere else, else. Yep. And, and, and something happens, right? If I don't feel motivated to go lift, well, just go walk in the parking lot for a couple minutes, right? And then come back in the door. And the environment is the thing that I lean on the most. And in some weird way, I, I don't know why I feel compelled to mention this, but um, my water bill has increased tremendously. It's about the only bill in my life that uh, has increased. And it's because I've noticed when I take a shower, that creates a state shift for me. And it could be because I, I usually, I'd say 90% of the time I do end on cold for anywhere from 10 seconds to two minutes. Maybe it is that. I know those things correlate. Um, however, it, it's the act of getting in the water, though. So when I get in, I just feel different. And I've been leaning on that a lot, man. It's like I'm taking three, four showers a day some days. And, uh, but it's all about environment change. And that's that a very good, powerful. it's an interest. Well, here's the thing. Your example is interesting, but it's a very good point because you know, we, we do, we shape our environments and our environments shape us. And, uh, that one, like the water part, I, I think there's something along straight, straight up, you know, how we, you know, what's the word earthing, right? Like yes. take your shoes off and, and walk on the earth. Yep. I mean, there's, there's, like I said, there's data and science behind that. Like how it get, gets you more grounded and makes you feel better. You mentioned water, right? Like, there is something about the natural elements as far as like, man, you go into nature, you walk the earth, you, you know, you touch the plants, like you feel better. You, you go into the water, you feel better. Hey, listen, please go with your friends around a fire at night, you yeah. know, have a drink and, and, and talk about whatever and tell me how you're not in a good mood, right? There's something about that, like fresh air, right? There, there's something about that that I feel is just, you know, magical. And like I said, I'm not going to get too foo-foo here, but prove me wrong, right? Prove me wrong by going into nature this week, you know, a couple of times, I don't know, maybe taking a couple more showers, have, you know, light up a fire at night if it's, if it's not raining and just maybe even by yourself, hang out there and see if you don't feel better. And it doesn't take like, you know, one of the lessons that I got, I can't remember who, like it was a, it was a friend of mine years ago when I was going through 
the divorce and the, the clusterfuck of my personal life, which it was, which I created myself, by the way. Um, but, but I've never done that too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and you know, she was like, "Yo, just write down." Like we were just talking about something else. She was like, "Write, write down." Like, here's three minutes, and she started a timer. She was like, "Write down the stuff that you love doing that makes you happy. It doesn't really, you know, necessarily involve other people." And it was one of those things where it wasn't a drill I was expecting. She was just like gave me a napkin and you know, uh, a pen. I was like, three, two, one, go. And I started, you know, like thinking and writing. And she's like, all right, time's up. And I'm looking at this list of things, you know, and, and the list of things is like so basic. I mean, one of them was travel, which, you know, I, you, you need to have money to travel. But at the same time, if I drive to the Olympic National Forest an hour and a half away, that's not a lot. You know what I mean? Like this doesn't, doesn't mean much. Or somewhere close here, which is beautiful. You have a thousands of places to go. Um, but the rest was stuff like, I love to draw, you know, which I haven't done in a long time back then. You know, I love to write, actually, believe it or not, like write music and lyrics and stuff for me, right? Like, so there's all these different things that were, I love doing this. this. And she was like, how much of that are you doing? I was like, I'm not doing 90% of this and not frequently, right? And these were all things that were kind of like mental resets, emotional resets, you know, and it, they, they didn't, it wasn't a resource that I didn't have right? Like reading a book. Okay. Fucking 10 bucks, right? Like it, the point of it being is that there really, there's so many things that we have at, at our fingertips that would allow us to live a better, happier life, more productive life, get better at the crafts that we do. They're in front of our faces and we miss them because we're somewhere in the future or we're ruminating on a problem in a past or whatever, you know? And, and I, and I think that's, you know, kind of bringing it back to this, that Look, I'm all about like, I, I think to be successful, you have to work very smart and exceptionally hard. I, I don't think that there's, you know, a way around that, like working fucking really hard. Like there's, you know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no kind of success plan that I won't involve that in. Um, but the smart part to me, which I had to learn through a lot of mistakes and pain was giving yourself grace and going like, dude, go for, you know, take a break, do this, like, be like, do as much stuff in your life, the great experiences that make you happy and peaceful and what, you know, so that, so that you can work harder and more focused so that you can train harder, right? So that, so that you can then recover. And, and so like, you got to have that and, and hopefully, you know, we're poking you from two guys that have been through the ringer, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, everything, trust me, you know, um, it, we, we've been there like that pretty fucking deep. And so, man, you know, now that we have some wisdom after decades of this, uh, I would, I would highly encourage you because, uh, I'm gonna keep repeating this one. You know, me and Martin, were talking about, there's two types of lessons. There's expensive lessons and inexpensive lessons, right? The expensive ones are the ones that we have to learn ourselves through a lot of pain and, guess what? You're going to continue to have those, but why not have more inexpensive lessons when you're like, Oh man, Andy and Luke are both saying X, Y, Z. I'm not doing it. Might Maybe something there's something to it. Yeah. And then you don't have to get it through the pain yeah. and you can just implement it into your life and move forward. You know what I mean? And so, um, man, I, so I, there's just a, a lot of, a lot of things that honestly, like I wanted to touch on. Um, there, there's one thing. Okay. Let, one thing that I want to ask you uh, before I tap into at least a little bit on the business side of things, on the principles, um, especially when it comes to like 
you know, running gym and sports performance facilities. Obviously, you've, you've done a great job of building up a sports performance facility, and that's what you also coach people on, um, which we'll, we'll kind of touch on a little bit too. But on, like, let me ask you, because I mean, I know you're obviously very invested in and believe in it, but on the personal side of things, you know, personal principles, where does like learning life for you and how important is it? And like the amount of time you dedicate to it, just some thoughts around that, like, you know, improving your craft. Sure. So, I mean, I think for those that don't, I mean, it's probably a lot of people listening to this that may not know me as well as some of your other guests, but I mean, you know, I became a father at 16 years old. Um, you know, I just kind of arrogantly started a business at 20, you know, I never did college and I kind of had a, a very weak mental frame of what the fitness and sport performance industry was. Like I didn't think there were so many really smart and brilliant people, but I realized that really early on, you know, like 2001, you know, and I'm like, Whoa, I got a lot of ground to cover. And because I didn't have traditional education, I was like, well, I'm just going to, just going to read all the books. Like I'm just going to do it. And that became my thing. I would, I mean, I'd probably develop insomnia due to reading because I would just stay up reading all night, all day, um, just smashing information into my head. And I, I didn't really know what to do with it, but I was going to shove it in there. And then it was like, okay, now that I'm making some, some good money, I'm going to go to every seminar I can find. I'm going to go to every event that I can find. And I did that over and over and over and over and over. Um, but it got to a point, and this is just a couple years ago. So you're talking, you know, probably 15 years of that grinding pace of reading for hours a day and taking every course and going to every event. But I started realizing I was kind of using consumption as a means to kind of fill in an insecurity gap about not being respected the way my peers were who maybe had higher levels of education. So, you know, a couple years back, I started pulling back on how much I'm studying. Um, but with, with that being said, you know, if I do the math on it, I mean, it, you know, it's still probably at least six hours a week of studying. And um, like right now, listen, I've been studying nutrition for forever, but, but during this time I decided I was going to do another nutrition cert and there's a hormone cert. And so I, I'm, I'm now plugging gaps and I'm, I'm being a little bit more intentional about what I study, but there's a daily commitment to it. And I think that is really important. It's something I preach over and over to people is that I, I really believe in that idea of Kaizen. I mean, that's one of our values, BCI. It's one of my personal values and it's something that like I, I will live to the rest of my life, man. It's just have a daily commitment to educating yourself and not just in your career and your vocation. I think all the other things that um, ancillary support your development in that area is important too. Man, I, so the, the, the reason I, I, I ask it because every single person that, you know, has achieved things that I would say other may be looking up to and going like, Hey, I want to, you know, build a business and you've been in business for, you know, almost two decades and same thing, I'm, you know, decade and a half for me. And like, you, you'll see this kind of line running through it where every single person just, especially at the beginning, just put in so much work. Um, and I would say like, man, I, I probably put in as much now as I did before, but like you, at, I, I had an insecurity, right? And I think a lot of people do, right? The imposter syndrome and some people don't, but you know, for me, definitely it was like, I, the only way I knew how to get ahead was just outworking people. And I mean, you know, it was like that, that quote or analogy is like, Hey, if you study an hour a day within three, you know, three years, you're a national expert within five or six, you're, you're a world expert. I mean, I spent like, the, uh, put it this way, 
for a decade before I became a coach, I probably did three to four or five hours a day sometimes before I ever, you know, became a coach. Then when I did, I I mean, I I can't even remember. It was basically like I slept three hours a night, not recommended, uh, but that was my, you know, same thing. I just train people all day, train myself and then just study and write, you know, and it like 18 to 20 hours a day. I mean, that's, that's all it was seven days a week. And, and I I feel like, I'm not saying that like, that's because I think I overdid it essentially in in some ways. Um, But you like part of your daily practice, like you said, must be getting better at what you do. It's, I I don't, you know, that can change, right? There's like the ebbs and flows of life where, Hey, you know what? You've studied training for 10 years straight and nutrition for X, Y, Z straight, man, you got to work on your communication. You got to work on your coaching skills. You got to, Oh, you're starting a business. You know what? Now you got to go 70, 30 and study business more and marketing more and 30 is you're still, your training and keeping up with that. Right? Like, and it ebbs and flows. It's not the same, but no matter what, you know, if that, like, I, I believe that that for me is a competitive advantage. It really is like, meaning yeah. it, it's like, if you study, you know, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm still, like I said, Jordan mentality. Oh, you're going to study for 30 minutes. Well, I'm studying for three hours. Like I'm just going to eight X your shit. And like, that's how I'm going to get better at this stuff. Um, and if you don't have a practice of educating yourself on the things that you want to get better at, and that can be a personal thing too. Like, Hey, if you know, if your relationships aren't going the way you want to, and you want to work on that, dive into it, like get a mentor, a coach, a therapist, like whatever, like you should have daily stuff that helps you become better in that area. That is an absolute fucking non-negotiable. I have to curse there because it's like, I got to, I got to poke that like into your head that there's no way that you're going to be as successful as you want to be if that's not a part of your life. And I don't care, you know, if you're like, oh, listen, I don't care how busy you are. I don't care what's going on in your day. Like, if you don't make time for that, you're not serious about being, being, you know, great at what you do, period. That's right. That's right. Period. It, uh, what comes to mind is what, um, like, Mark Fisher's Time Ninja course is really good, by the way. I can give Mark a plug while I'm, while I'm on this. But um, one of the things that he talked about, and I've heard other time management experts say this, is that, like, everybody has time because it's it's not really about time management. It's about managing ourselves. Right. And I think a lot of people use being busy as an excuse. And, and I've raised my hand because I've been there. Right? Yeah, me, yeah, absolutely. Me too. We absolutely. use being busy as a reason to not do the things that we should be doing. And that would probably give us the biggest ROI. And I think one thing that you already touched on that is important for any business owner to hear here is, and I, this is one of the first things I tell our, our business coaching clients is that you probably know enough about training. Like you probably know enough. Like seriously, like what you may not know enough about yet is business and communication. That's where you should spend your time because everybody knows a trainer who's got a full book who couldn't name the muscles that make up the quadricep, but he's got a full book. He dominates, right? And it's, it's because he's really good at the communication side. And I wouldn't always say the business side, but he understands the hustle associated with that. Whereas guys in our industry will spend literally you're 15 years into your career. If you're still reading about periodization, you either didn't pay a lot of attention early, early on, and you're, you're trying to recapture some stuff or it's just like mental masturbation. I got to be on top of this new periodization model so I can have the conversation with the guy at the urinal at the next event I go to so I can make him know that I know the stuff that everybody knows. And that's not helping you pay your bills. 
Like that's not, and, and in my opinion, it keeps you stuck. Um, maybe not even stuck. It keeps you in a box of what a coach or a trainer is. You know, I think the new age coach and trainer um, is an expert at communication. They understand the power of empathy. They are competent in sales and marketing and training and, and equally so. Like, I mean, I think it's one of the things that's always impressed me about you is that like you can go really deep with training and you can go really deep with sales and marketing. And when we first met, that was one thing that, that I've re- it's a lesson I've taken from you is that like, I knew a lot, a lot. And I put that in quotations about sales and marketing then, but I knew way more about training. And I was like, okay, I've got to level up in those other areas. You know, I understood, I understood it, but not the way I understood training. And I think that is a, a much better use of any business owner's time uh, than picking up the newest, latest and greatest training book or manual. That's a great point. It's just, you know, you just got to understand, I think that there's the business of coaching and then there's, there's coaching and there's the business of coaching, right? Like there's, there's two different pockets. And I, you know, as a coach, you should become excellent at coaching, period. You, you get, you build relationships with people, you get results with people, right? You get referrals. Obviously that's part of the word of mouth and all this other stuff. Like you build a culture and a community um, must, but then if you choose to, and I think that everybody at this point in time should believe that they're a business even if you're in another organization you should kind of like learn some some of those skill sets obviously the the business of coaching is delivery so how you deliver fulfillment it's marketing it's sales it's systems it's leadership right and that like you got to study it man like you do like it, it just no way around it now we're not saying that you should run a business like maybe it's not for you actually it's not for a lot of people it doesn't make you a bad person or like you know i mean you should do what you love and you should build your career and like you should have a vision of where you want to go and it doesn't have to involve you know having your own thing or anything like that um but but with that said say like i don't even think that like you have to you know i think there's so many people that are like it's just a box thing like i never want it to be in a box right like oh luca really knows his business but his training knowledge is so so like no man like i'm like phenomenal training like i'll say that out loud and i still study it every you know every day every week right um but like i said it's it's that you know there's phases where i'm like okay now i've studied business like crazy and i just will go for six months just training and nutrition like crazy right it just ebbs and flows but the thing but the, the, the the thing is that every day i'm applying both business knowledge i'm training knowledge all of it because i am doing it you know it's, it's like i get it and i apply it with my team, with my clients, with business coaching clients, whatnot. So as long as you're applying it, like you really are now getting that wisdom, but you don't have, like, why would you have to be, imagine being put in a box, right? It's like, oh shit, take Elon Musk or whoever, right? Like now you can't just make spaceships for 90% less than NASA. Well, fucking, I just will. You know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, it's, it's, that's the, that's the kicker. And I'm thankful that a lot of people that were like, well, dude, you got to choose one or the other. I was like, nah, fucking I don't. Like, I'm let me yeah. do whatever I want. You know, that's the Luca Rebellion. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to study two hours of each every night, son. You know, but, but, but it's, but it's, but I enjoy it and it's helped me. And obviously sometimes I had to go through periods of sucking as shit and yep. keep learning. So I didn't suck at it anymore. You know what I mean? And, and, um, just, just know that like, look, there's usually it's a comfort zone, right? Like when you love training, and you're, you know, a trainer and uh-huh. what's easy. Well, learning another periodization scheme, what's yeah. hard, 
learning sales and objections and human psychology and like why people do rational stuff and then being able to maneuver that and reframe it for people like that's because you're like fuck i haven't spent time there okay cool well listen next year you're going to spend time there get mentors are going to help you with that go to courses that are going to do that like dive in yes it's going to be uncomfortable because you're going to suck but it's going to make you better you know what i mean no I, I i i couldn't agree more i mean and there's a difference between knowing and doing right so i know a lot about a lot of things but the things that i do and i put into action i know a lot better right and i i think that is i i won't even project what other people might do i'll just talk about myself one of the things like if you trap me in a room or a bar and we're having a couple of drinks and we want to talk marketing, <clears throat> I can talk it. I know what to say. I know the stuff, but my biggest problem was not doing it. I, I, I always kind of double down on like, I'm just going to be better than everybody in my market. Right. And when you're young, ego driven, and you haven't really built a team like that can work. Right. Yeah. When you shift roles, into running a business and having to grow a business to help other people feed their family, you, you need to get better at marketing. And that's what I've, that's been a big thing for me over the years. I've studied a lot of it, but I wasn't doing it. And it's back to that whole learn by doing thing. And when I say I wasn't doing it, I was doing things. I wasn't doing the stuff that I know would have the biggest ROI though. Like our, we had an offline conversation about email marketing. That's something that um, I'm committed to getting better at now. Now I could give you advice on email marketing all day long. Though. You know what I mean? Like I could tell you a whole lot about it, but I wasn't doing it. And I think that in my experience, talking to a lot of coaches, there's a lot of coaches like that, man. Like they're, they read story brand, you know yep. what I mean? They read other books, but like, are they really doing the stuff? You know? Mm -hmm. And I think that is the juice is like learning is so important, but making sure you're, you know what to do with what you're learning is even more important. And I, you know, you know what comes into play to me, one of my favorite questions in coaching, What's whether that? it's business or training, as soon as you start telling me about email marketing or man, like, yeah, story brand, you got to do this. Okay, cool. Show me. Right. <laughs> okay, great. Show me. And it's like, well, I, I, I uh, you're right. Like, it's like, no, no, show me. Right. It's like, oh no, I've been doing really well this week with nutrition. Okay, cool. Show me. Right. Like, and the thing is, and then it's like, well, I haven't built the site yet. I haven't wrote the email yet. I haven't done launched the ad on the phone. I have, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, but the thing, cause one of the first things that you said too, was like, Hey, I, you know, every morning I'm going to write for 30 minutes. Yep. Even if it sucks, even if I'm not going to send it out, even if th that's how you take the thing, like, which is for you, the outcome that you wanted is start email marketing consistently. Right. Yep. So the behavior that you have to put in a place that you figured out was write 30 minutes every morning. Maybe it's good enough to send out. Maybe it's not, but I'm going to write either way. Cause that's, cause that's the behavior that has to happen for my outcome to, to come to life yeah. and fruition. So in, you know, I'm, I'm glad cause we tra transitioned into the business principles, which I enjoy. And, and I'm, I'm glad that we kind of went there with it because the thing that you want to, you know, so whether it's like, man, like not enough people know about me. Okay, cool. What are you currently doing? for people to know about you. Uh, yeah. Okay. There you go. So in 10 seconds, you can't figure it out. You're fucking, you're not doing anything. Right. But it might be like, look, there's a million ways to, you got an email list. Okay. Email that list. Right. You, you want to build an email list. Okay, cool. You can still go on Facebook on, on IG podcasting. There's a lot of different avenues for people to become aware of you. But remember step number one in business is like fucking make people aware. 
you exist. And then that you have a solution for a problem that they have. Like, that's like box number one, right? Like, and you know, Hey, I'm, I'm like an example for Andy's business is like, okay, listen, um, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not fast and agile and strong enough. Like I'm getting beat up on the, on the field and I want to make the team and I want to excel and I want to go to college example. Right. Okay, great. Great. Well, listen, if you want to go into our 30 day trial program that will help you, even those 30 days, improve your technique, get you stronger, faster, you will see these outcomes. And then most, most of the people stay with us because we show them how much better they get. Like, Hey, try us out. It's whatever 197 and then blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm just making shit up. But the point is, Kid goes like, man, shit, I got nothing to lose. It's money back guarantee. If I can get better, man, because like I hate feeling this way. Everybody's beating me up. I'm slower in the first step, da, 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 right? Awareness, number one, that you exist. You got a problem. That you got a solution for a problem that they got, okay? Now, of course, we could dive into the, 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 the technicalities and tactics of that like crazy, but my point is like who even knows about you on Google, on YouTube, on Facebook, on IG, face-to-face, locally doing workshops, seminars, going to schools, doing free stuff. Like, yo, work, get your ass out there. But the thing is about social media and about, you know, the the media platforms that I believe is really a media platform of you that we now have, you know, with this little device here, I have my own media platform, my own TV show, my own rate. This is a radio show. Yeah. I mean, this is the Vigor radio show, right? Like YouTube is the Vigor Luca, you know, TV, right? Like, you have the like you have the possibility of stuff that used to cost tens of thousands of dollars a month to do it for not maybe you know you're gonna have to use your time and yeah you're gonna have to invest some stuff but make people aware and like solve their problems before they ever come to you to solve their problems i mean that's a little inception based right there but hopefully <laughs> uh, you, uh, you know we, we grasp that reality but that's the majority of the time the problem that I see is one, people don't know who they're talking to yeah. and they're not even talking to them. Yeah. Right. Like if I Google you and a lot of stuff doesn't pop up, that's a problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. straight up. Right. For sure. right? I mean, that's where this shit came from. Like Google me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, that, 100%. but you know, I, I think that's, so that's definitely one of the things that, um, you know, like my, my, like the three ways that you can build a brand is, you know, you, you essentially want to, help people like you want to inspire educate or motivate um you know what i mean and it's it's uh i'm sorry inspire educate or entertain that's the that's the three and you can mix those up but that's how you essentially build a brand right like you create content that solves problems that inspires educates or or uh entertains right like um and you could be educational and entertaining which i think is great right you can be inspirational and entertaining you could be like there's a lot of different ways to do it but just know that at i I, i'm a big fan of the face-to-face skin to skin i I think there's you know guerrilla marketing um and you know there's we know businesses that do well that like do very little of that but is first of all would i recommend it just that no i think you got to have both i think you got to have both um and it would be crazy for me not to you know I go to sleep and the next day there's, you know, tens of thousands of views in the videos I put out, right? Like tens of thousands of people saw something that I did and most likely and hopefully got value from it, right? You can't, why would you not do that? That's crazy. Um, But you know, what, what, I'm sorry, did you want to cut you off? But there's a good point to that. And again, reflecting on my own experience, I built my whole business off word of mouth initially, right? So that was, I had one pole in the water. It was get in front of everybody and that's that. 
then when I started learning about digital marketing and I got busier and I hadn't um, delegated certain components of the business to people yet, I started trying to do the digital marketing thing. Well, that wasn't as successful because I pulled my face-to-face pole out of the water a little bit and I just focused on the digital, right? That was a big mistake. You know, I think doing both of those things is so, so important. And where we are now as a business, um, I haven't had as much time to go out and do the face-to-face stuff as I did in years past because I'm, I'm running a business, right? Well, I know now that's what I have to go back to. We, we now have our poles in the water for digital, organic, paid, like we're, we're doing our thing. We've got a, a message that our entire team understands that solves the problem of our different avatars and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? But now I realize still one pole in the water is not enough. I've got to go out and recapture that face-to-face contact. So I don't think that either is right or wrong. I think the answer is like, you, you've got to do both. You've got to do both. You've got to I, do it all. Yep. I, because I, I think that like, um, you know, take any example of, of you know, where two things need to, to be in place to work. And if you take one away, it doesn't fully really work. Yeah. I think that's the same scenario because you got to, you know, like, I mean, obviously right now we can't really shake hands and kiss babies much, but like I'm on, on a Zoom with the Chamber of Commerce setting up two different programs and challenges for when stuff opens up. Uh, I gave him an idea for a rent and health summit, which involves other businesses and coaches, by the way. Right. So it's, it's, it's not a, a scarcity based thing, like bigger. It's like actually involving 11 other uh, gyms and f- kind of fitness businesses. Um, because I think it, this is especially a time where you want to help each other and lift each other up. But that's to, to me, that's still the, the brick and mortar kind of uh, way of shaking hands and kissing babies right now. But like, <laughs> You know, the, the community stuff, the charity events that we do, the being involved with the, with the city and like legit going to different businesses and like connecting with people like that stuff is still real and has more value now, I believe, than it ever has. OK, so and then when I say that, somebody might go like, oh, Lucas saying, yep. But on the other side, you will notice that I create more content than certainly anybody in, in, in this state as a fitness business. Um, and there's a reason for that too, because that's part of building the brand and the social proof and, you know, the platforms that allow now us to launch some other things that make the business healthier, you know, different revenue streams and, and things of that nature. But don't get it twisted. Like at the core of it, I want to be able to go to every restaurant and be like, Hey Mike, what's up, man? Like, you know, how's stuff going? Like, Hey, how can I, you know, Adele, like, Hey, I'm, I'm going around and it's like, I truly am invested in the people in the community um, and you know, what we've saw in the last seven years, I think, uh, because of the, the, the rise of social media and people figuring it out, uh, which is great, but is that, you know, everybody's behind their computer, you know, like, and then you walk out, like nobody knows you. I mean, or maybe they know who you are, but like you never shook their hand or smiled and waved or went and supported their business or went and did, uh, you know, 50 lunch and learns in five years or whatever else. And where people are like, yo, man, you know what? Those guys are like really awesome, man. Like they help with this and this and this, like, then that's, you know, the one plus one equals to me like five in this scenario, if you do them both right. And it's just the right thing to do. Like, man, it's kind of like the the issue right now is that you go out in your neighborhood and, you know, you don't even know your neighbors. Actually, that was one of the things in the together book was that people that ended up connecting with their neighbors and inviting them over were happier, healthier, and the neighborhood was safer. And like, it just improved everything, you know? And I feel a little ashamed. I only know like four of my neighbor's names right now, as you mentioned that. (laughs) I got a little tip for you. 
drop them a card and do a neighbor get together, do a, do a cooking thing at your spot. I mean, maybe like I said, now, not right now, but like, uh, that was actually an example from, from, uh, okay. Dr. Vivek Mercy's book was they just dropped uh, the cards that's and they said the yeah. nine out of the a block party when his thing's over. Yeah, that's for real, man. Like, because, and the thing is, cause you know what, 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 uh, and I, I know I'm kind of very off, but like, this is a good point. Cause I do think it connects to the business and, I, and I'll, and I'll give you an example. Um, is that like, there were like nine out of the 10 neighbors came. Right. And, you got to know them at the beginning. It was a little like, you know, a little iffy. But, but then all of a sudden you connected, you broke bread. And here's the kicker. That neighbor then looked out for your house when you were gone. Uh, your kid was able to stay with them when you didn't come home in time. You're able to get the keys. Like everybody started working together and felt more comfortable. And the neighborhood became better because of it. And you, were, you actually had more resources to be able to lean on when times were hard, Right. But the thing is, that's the same thing that happens in business. You know what I mean? Where I'm going to go by and like Melrose Grill, like, listen, guys, um, I got two of my coaches coming in. They're going to pick up the food. I'm going to pay for it. I got you. I'll be back on Thursday to get, you know, for two more coaches. I go by Buna Buna and I'm like, hey, listen, guys, um, let me get, you know, actually, matter of fact, let me get five coffees and then here's cash for another 10. Just pay for the next 10 people or, you know, give them an extra thing. So you use the money towards your business. And you're just like, boom, you know, virtual high-fiving and going around and stuff. And, it, and you know what happens, man? Like after years and years and doing charity work and all these different things, people are going to like, first of all, they feel connected. They know you got their back. You, they know that you don't want anything back. You're not trying to bamboozle the situation. And when you fall on hard times, man, they're going to be there. That's because that's how connection works. That's how human healthy relationships work. And it's the same in business. And that's why you got to, it's not an either or it's a, it's a, you know, Harv Tiecker millionaire mind. It's not an either or it's an and baby. Yeah. You got to do this and that and, and don't, you know, don't pick and choose. Um, because like I said, it's, that's where I feel like the, the, the huge, it's kind of like the training, right? It's not training or nutrition. It's both training and right? or, or recovery. It's all of them. Like it's, you, you gotta, you gotta know all of them. So that's my, my, my point right there. And, um, dude, I, I know we could go on forever, but is there like a couple of things that like, you're like, man, this is so important. Like in the last years that you've been like, this is the thing that's so important in business that I'm, I'm trying to, um, kind of like, uh, I, I guess, press it into people's heads. It's something that's a non-negotiable that people maybe not be paying attention to, but it's so important. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that has came to mind since you started talking about like the content that you've created and the rate at which you put that out, I, here's a principle that I think is really important for people. Like you built a business, like I built a business before you ever had a following. And I think a lot of people now are trying to create followings, mm. hoping that will build a business as opposed to you need to build a business first before you worry about creating a following. Correct. People are hoping one of their videos will go viral and that'll blow them up and they will be big time uh, as opposed to getting very clear on what type of business you want and focus on building that. You do a good job of that. Then you can leverage content and syndicate and do all these things that will get you more exposure. But you need to know what building a business is really about. There's tons of people that have incredible followings on Instagram that, that don't make half the money that they should because they don't really understand how to run a business. That leads me to my second thing. Hmm. The, the, probably the most important thing that I've done over the last decade is committed to learning more about money and not only financial management for the business, uh, which for anybody listening, I'm a huge fan of profit first, um, but also personal management of, of money. I think that is 
It should be a principle of running your business. Whereas a lot of people get into this industry, they take out a big loan and they think if I just build it, people will come. And that's not how it works. It's, it's, it's not it. I think bootstrapping your way through it, learning how to manage your money. Um, I'll, I'll just speak again for myself. It's the thing that has allowed us to do so well uh, during this time. And the third part, which goes back to one of my favorite business books, Advantage uh, by Lencioni, is uh, like organizational health. That is a huge, huge thing. Everybody has to feel heard, seen, appreciated. And if you run a business right now, there's a great opportunity for you to make the people that work for you understand just how much you're invested in them. And they're not just labor force. Like though they are people that are people that work for me are family, man. They're helping me live my dream. And it's my duty to help them uh, develop the income and levels of happiness that are going to support their growth and their family. So those are three things that have been kind of circling in my head since we've been talking, you know, those 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 are, man, let me, let me tell you that those were actually like bangers. I appreciate that. No, straight (laughs) up, man. Those were such, such big principles, man. Like that's, it's great to finish on, but like, I, I certainly, um, on each one of those points, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I want to I want to share and say, first of all, when I started really doing social, I mean, I've been doing social, you know, YouTube for like 11 years or something like that, and Facebook for 10, and um, but at no point, you know, and I've used obviously Facebook for marketing, paid marketing too, mm-hmm. uh, but building my platforms, I haven't got paid shit. And the thing is, and the goal wasn't to do that in this time frame. It wasn't, you know, that was, that was almost like a, there's a big lesson in that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it really is because I think if somebody like, I, you know, I want to, and I want to be uh, transparent here now, do you know, do I have a goal now to, to monetize a bunch of that? Absolutely. But it took me years and it's like the priority was the, and still is the, the, the brick and mortars, you know, it's, it's the, it's the gym. Number one, it's the coaching business, like the real businesses. And not to say that, you know, social media can't be a real business, but you, you have to deliver education and value and programs and whatever else you're going to sell. But the reason why I say that is because somebody's like looking and going like, Oh, see, I got to do what Luke is doing. And like, listen, the podcast now gets, you know, tens of thousands of downloads per month from obviously the different episodes that we do. And it's, you know, it's not like the biggest or whatever, but it's man is it's, it's doing well. But here's the thing. Do you see any sponsorship on here yet? No, right. And it, not this. And the thing is, maybe that's dumb for me, right? Because I've had some offers, but I just can't do anything that's not in integrity with what I believe in. Um, but once again, this is to me like building the brand. It's sharing more of my knowledge, you know, giving solutions uh, and connecting to people, which helps the business. But, you know, when if you're if you're in industry, like just I, I just want to make sure that you know, and you understand that like, this is not the thing that like, pays the rent for me you know what i'm saying like and and, right. and pays my team and you know this this is something that's been years in the making so that we can build on you know other business on top of it and actually will you know to, to go back to what you said organizational health is so that i can serve my my team more so they can get paid even better not working as much in the gym i mean i have a model in mind for that but like just for anybody listening it's important to do but here's what don't hedge your bets if you're a coach and a fitness business owner like i'm going to make my living off of social media you know platforms uh yeah like do the advertising for your business yep. you know create the content for your business retarget yada 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 but um you know that takes time and it's like you should 
be bought into the process because if you put in the work, you'll have all these other, you know, capabilities and opportunities down the line. But, you know, I, I wanted to kind of piggyback on Andy's fantastic point that, you know, we built businesses first. And I'm, we're talking about like a decade before we started really like, you know, uh, not to say that that's what, it's a different time now. I think you should start a lot earlier with it. But just remember what's the most important thing. The most important thing is obviously your, your personal, mental, physical, emotional health. But then it's like your team yeah. that serves your clients and your community. So those four, like you, your team, clients, community, right? And, and partners, right? Like that's, that's how it works. And that's the order that you should focus on so, so that you can, you know, so you can grow and have a business for decades or decade or whatever else it may be. Um, yeah. And, and I'll finish off on your, I know you made three points and all of them are fantastic. Like for real, like you could wrap that up in like just one bundle, but I think these times right now are revealing the second point, which is financial health. Yes. Uh, these times are revealing how bad it is for businesses and for people in general that you don't have to make all this money to be healthy financially. It's more about managing it. And, you know, I, I know you've done a really good job with it. Like I thankfully am grateful to have learned from my pops and a lot of stupid mistakes. And then also, you know, Chip Swarzell, who was my boss and, and, and Vision Quest, which I helped grow and ended up selling Tele Fitness and, uh, you know, richest man in Babylon, putting money on the side, understanding taxes, money management, um, you know, and I feel like you got to spend time like learning that if you're a business owner, you, if you're an individual, you got to spend time learning that stuff. Because the next time there's something that comes up, and there will, there always does. Coming. Yep, you'll be ready. You know what I mean? So, man, it, you couldn't have finished off with better, more powerful points. Brother, you already know, man, like we could probably go the whole of Sunday on this one. But, you know, the dot, dot, dot just means that we have more topics and we'll do another one of these. Uh, the longer we're locked down, the more excuses we have to, to shoot another one. But, um, man, like tell a little bit, like, I, I want to make sure that people know where they can learn more about you, things that you do, um, you know, get more wisdom from, from you. What are the main, the main kind of areas that they can, uh, they go do that. Yeah. I mean, the best way to find me, I'm just going to push everybody towards one area. Cause it's the one thing I'm focused on actually building and that's Instagram and it's Andy McCloy underscore BCI. Um, that's the best place for us to connect. You can jump in my DMS. We can have a conversation. Um, yeah, that, that's where I would love to connect with more people. Awesome, dude. Uh, so, guys, again, the thing is I'll put all this in the show notes, too. I'll put all the, you know, Andy's site and everything else in the show notes. So if you want to check it, you can find it there. Uh, but like I said, uh, you go through just, you know, it goes down in the DM. You know, take yeah. that for however you want, what Andy's really saying there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yo, I this was... put a disclaimer on that. Let that stand. <laughs> it's going to pop up. The disclaimer's right. popping up. But, yeah. Man, as always, guys, I really, really appreciate your time. Um, Andy, obviously, I appreciate your time. Uh, grateful for you as a, as a friend. And, uh, and look, as you know, when you guys drop a comment and, uh, you know, just let us know, like, what you think about the podcast, it helps because it's, it's definitely growing now. But, man, I, I really feel like more people need to hear of, of the things that we're talking about and, and with the people that we have on this podcast. It's definitely helping improve the industry. So share it review it uh, on iTunes. Really appreciate that. And uh, we will, well, you'll hear from me in the next episode of the Big Life Podcast. Peace out, my friends. Deuces.